0: Have we lost them to posterity? Wasn't there a time
1: when the greater good inspired fairness and empathy? Oh, where have all the great leaders gone?
2: Radio, a little bit of uh, Miles Davis to start. Good morning, labor and lovers. This is the bee coming at you from twenty seven eighty one. Twenty first street in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District. Show is Labor and Love Radio. Don't
1: ask why, all we must find
3: next whiskey bar or if we don't find the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must
1: die. I tell you we must die. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die.
2: with the Brechtweil song from the Three Penny Opera. We must have whiskey or we'll know why. Let's see here. I'm going to play this one. All right. Encouragement. Saturday morning. Get up. Get some coffee. Listen to your show. Shit.
4: Shit. Shit. Not not sure, like you that. might slip, you Woo. might slide, you might have, fall by the roadside. Each other. That's what love is for. Don't you let, let nobody drag your spirit down. Don't let down. nobody drag your spirit down. Walk on up to heaven. Don't let nobody drag your spirit go. down.
3: Build the road of peace before us Build it wide and deep and long Speed the slow and check the eager Help the weak and cleave the strong None shall push aside another none shall let another fall march beside me
2: Welcome, everyone. That was, of course, uh, owing to our holiday season, Beethoven's Ode to Joy. Beethoven's birthday was the 16th of December. I remember that from reading uh, Charlie Brown. His Ode to Joy. uh, Kind of a tremendous musical vision of togetherness, brotherhood, sisterhood, etc., before that, we want to remind you never let anyone let you get your spirit down Linda Tillery and Cultural Heritage. And we've started out with Alabama song, like I said, a tribute to all those people in Alabama who are decent people. I wrote at the beginning of the, the Trump era that we were all going to see how decent we are and how one another are, you know. So there were enough decent people in uh, Alabama, both the populations that voted heavily, heavily, heavily for Doug Jones, but people who maybe didn't want Doug Jones, but they didn't want to vote for Roy Moore, so they stayed home. So congratulations to all those people, all those uh, decent people in, in Alabama. That was all an introduction to the uh, name of the song. first song we played was the Alabama song um, by Brecht and Weill from uh, the Three Penny Opera. This is the B, and the show is Labor and Love. We're broadcasting to you from 2781 21st Street in the meadow meadow, the the heart of the Mission District, from Mutiny Radio Cafe, and that's what it is. There is not a cafe anymore, but it's a cafe of cultural experiences. It's a it's an art center, a neighborhood art center. Um. Space can be rented. Call our station manager Pam Benjamin. Uh, there's always something going on: comedy, our ongoing radio radio show, um, drama, video, uh, live music. Uh, you name it, we got it happening here. Twenty-seven eighty-one. 21st Street, come on down and lend a hand. Pursue your dream. Okay, so th- this is the Labor and Love Show. Uh, we talked to you about, well, of course, when one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else didn't get a dollar they worked for. They worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, the negotiating table that is where you work, you're probably on the menu. And finally, never but never let anyone into your house, into your heart or your house who is not a friend of labor. Okay, we've got labor stuff to talk about. Our show is billed as a weekly labor magazine with... Labor opinion, commentary, labor history, by, for, and about people who work. I want to start out with uh, mentioning the name of Kenneth Rexroth. Rexroth was a renowned critic, writer, poet, de you know, uh, <clears throat> who was really a vital part of what later became known as the Beat Movement. Um, Rexroth was born on December 22nd. Let's see what we got here on Kenneth Rexroth. He was born December 22nd, 1905. very well-known critic. I remember he used to brag about he would come on a college campus perhaps to give a lecture or something and he'd always brag to the uh, English professors about how great it was to be a writer who lived by writing. What's um, it. Rick Sroth wrote a poem on the occasion of the death of Dylan Thomas. That uh, struck me pretty strong. I'll, I'll read part of it. It's called Thou Shalt Not Kill. A memorial, memorial for Dylan Thomas. They're murdering all the young men for a half century now every day. They've hunted them down and killed them they're they're killing them now at this minute all over the world they're killing the young men they know 10,000 ways to kill them every year they invent new ones in the jungles of Africa in the marshes of Asia in the deserts of Asia in the slave pens of Siberia in the slums of Europe in the nightclubs of America the murderers are at work They're stoning Stephen, they're casting him forth from every city in the world. Under the welcome sign, under the rotary emblem. On the highway in the suburbs, his body lies under the hurling stones. He was full of faith and power, he did great wonders among the people. They could not stand against his wisdom, they could not bear the spirit with which he spoke. Cried out in the name of the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness. They were cut to the heart. They stopped up their ears. They cast him out and stoned him. The witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of the man whose name was Yoni. You. You are the murderer. You are killing the young men. You are broiling Lawrence on his gridiron and you demanded he divulge the hidden treasures of the spirit. He showed you the poor. You set your heart against him. You seized him and bound him with rage. You roasted him on a slow fire. His fat dripped and spurted The smell was sweet to your nose. He cried out, Cooked on this side, turn me over and eat. Okay, so that's the first part of Rexroth's poem about the death of Dylan Thomas, of course, talking about the way of life. And now he's writing in 1950, and, and he was quite aware of all these things. Kenneth Rexroth. Okay, let's see here. Labor articles. This is from the Truthout website. Trump's Labor Department says employees don't own their tips. What's happening is that Trump's National Labor Relations Board is taking away whatever protection tipped workers have. By law, tipped workers can make as little as two thirteen dollars an hour because their tips are taken into account. Of course, the tips were never meant to, to be that. The tips were never meant to augment someone's salary Tips are a person-to-person appreciation. So now, if you're a tipped worker, um, you can make two thirteen an hour, but the employees have the right to split up the tips. The owner's supposed to take all the tips and split them up. So even the people who work in the back of the restaurant, for example. Uh, Even they, even though they don't have direct face-to-face contact with the customer. So now what what Trump's National Labor Relations Board is saying that we're going to change the law so the owner can decide at his discretion how to divide up the tips. Now, if you trust people who own small businesses or large businesses... If you trust them, all of them, (laughs) that's what you'll do. You'll say, oh, that's great. They'll be fair and they'll do it. But of course they don't. Managers at places like Walmart are famous for suppressing other people's wages so they can make more, so they can meet bonus deadlines. a ballot initiative promising tuition at all state colleges in California. Hello, let's read this one from the Times of San Diego. Backers of an initiative its authors have dubbed as the College for All Act of 2018 have received authorization to begin gathering signatures. Secretary of State Alex Padilla announced late today. The initiative would further would provide funding to cover tuition and increase funding for living expenses for all in-state undergraduate students at the University of California and California State University campuses and community colleges. It would come from a tax on the rich, 12% to 22%. Tax on a state property in California valued at 3.5 million or more. So big landowners are targeted here. The well-to-do backers say that only the wealthiest 0.2 percent of California households would be subject to the tax. That would raise over three billion a year. The initiative requires that revenue would supplement and not replace existing financial aid programs. Well, okay. Let's read one more here. Then we'll get on to our special guest. D.C. circuit rejects challenge to workplace silica rule. What happened here was the owners and operators of silicon mines um, want to <clears throat> limit workers' exposure to the chemical compound silica. Okay? Industry groups want to raise the amount of exposure a person can have in march 2016 osha an agency of the u.s department of labor published the rule regulating exposure to silica by more than two by more than two million workers it says come into contact with some form of silica Often found at work sites with rock, sand, gravel, and rock, concrete, and rock. Prolonged exposure can cause silicosis. Hope I said that right. A type of lung disease that was denied by the D.C. Circuit Court. So those provisions are in place. Okay. okay all right a couple of weeks ago um, my good friend and colleague Chuck Turner came on the show to uh, introduce um, and play some music children's music that he had uh, created and used during his time as an after school guitar teacher uh, at Tenderloin School let's see Chuck welcome hello Go ahead. Let's see. How about that one? Is it good? One more. Try One it. more?
5: Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell either. Let's see. Let's say something. Hello, everyone. In radio land. This is... In your radio. Chuck. Ter- coming out.
2: Okay. I think we got you now. You got
5: it? Yeah. All right.
2: Um, well, I want to thank you for coming, Chuck. Mm-hmm. And it, it just happens that... Um, There's a perfect confluence of several things here. I'd been wondering what to do for a Christmas show because Christmas kind of um, splits. I mean, we always talk about labor here, but Christmas sort of splits those things off. So you say, oh, well, it's Christmas. I'll just play a lot of good time songs. But, you know, I don't want to forget about the labor movement. Anyway. Chuck's coming today to unite those two uh, <clears throat> forces. He's got labor songs that were written for kids and adults to sing during demonstrations. And they're all Christmas songs. So, a perfect blending of the two things that I was thinking about for Christmas. Go ahead, Chuck. Um, you want to talk about what you're going to play for us?
5: Sure. Um, these are songs that uh have union lyrics to what i hope are familiar christmas melodies and uh i'll uh I'll play one or, or two or so and then uh, i'll see if the people out there in radio land can guess the the song that they they are based on and uh but i wanted to say a little bit about that this also is the first day of uh the new year in the sense that this is the first day that the sun gains another minute for 2018. The solstice was Wednesday or Tuesday night, Wednesday. And this today is the first day that the sun picks up another minute on the sunset side. So we are on our way. The sun is coming back. We're gonna get, someday we will be warm again. (laughs) And the the teachers union especially have something to celebrate. this Christmas because they just signed a new contract. I help count the votes to ratify that contract. So some of these songs will say a little bit about that. What was the <clears throat> Well, I think that it was 2 to 1, close to 2 to 1. There were some, I think, uh, 700 or so votes against ratifying the contract and about 1500 for... that's as I remember anyway. All right, here we go. rallying to show in our special union way to the streets we go chanting all the way bells in schoolyards ring taking up the fight what fun it is to sing a union song tonight Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to sing for a 12% raise. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to sing for a 12%, a 12% raise. I... I think it was actually 11 and then 2% to come uh, after they uh, after they pass another parcel tax. But 12%, that's what the lyrics said anyway. Good enough. Pretty good. I mean they did they did make a big
2: gain in, um, in salary, right? They, there's like a
5: 12%. That's uh, good, yeah. over 3 years. Yeah. Uh, so that obviously was to the tune of jingle bells. Okay. It was uh Fill the hall with union spirit fa la 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 union pride the bosses fear it fa la 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 dreams of justice light a spark fa la 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 we're a movement that has heart. Fa-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. Okay. That's two. So that should have been like deck, something like Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls, right. <laughs> you got that, too. All right. So I want to say that these words were written by somebody named Julie McCall. I don't know Julie McCall, but, you know, I saw Dennis Kelly uh, when I was counting the votes. So I bet Dennis Kelly knows who Julie, Julie McCall is, and I invited him to listen today. I told him, listen on the 23rd to Bill's radio show. He said he would t- he'd try to do that. So, if Dennis, if you're out there, give us a call and tell us who Julie McCall is. Yeah, we want to make sure that she's uh, properly cited. All right, here's another one. No Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen And Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen But do you recall The most dangerous reindeer of all? off the Union Reindeer pulled a sleigh for old St. Nick He had a Union contract He knew North Pole politics All of the other reindeer worked long hours round the clock They paid no heed to Rudolph They worked in a non-union shop Then one night on Christmas Eve They all came to say We will do what you advise Rudolph, help us Organized, then all the reindeer loved him as they lined up with their sleigh. Now when they work on Christmas, they'll be getting premium pay. That one... The Union Reindeer. The Union Reindeer. All right. Oh, the minimum wage is frightful. But if your rich life is delightful, tell the millionaire CEO, Oh, share the dough, share the dough, share the dough. As the battle around us rages, as we fight for living wages, we want to get what we're owed. Share the dough, share the dough, share the dough. We leave our families home at night Working two jobs is the norm And we know that it's just not right This system needs some reform The economy's globalizing in the streets we're organizing making our movement grow share the dough share the dough share the dough all right thank you, thank you. now that was supposed to be to the tune of let it snow the dough, share, share the, the dough, dough. Share the dough. Share the dough. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. So that's it?
5: That's what I got. Yeah, that was it.
2: Okay. No, no that's that was Chuck it. Chuck Turner, I'm a retired member, like
5: yours truly. Tired. <laughs> tired. Tired and retired.
2: Tired as heaven, man. Well, thanks. Oh, you're quite welcome, and thank you so much for coming. Like I say, you killed two birds with one stone. You kept the discussion about labor, and you brought in some Christmas cheers, so I want to thank you very much.
5: Well, you're certainly welcome.
2: So when are you going to come on the show again?
5: <laughs> Is this lawn? Are we live still? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're live. <laughs> well, I don't know. I could come on every now and then, I guess. Okay. I got some more, a lot of more kids' songs. This collection of Christmas
2: stuff is amazing. I'd like you to get me a mm. copy of
5: it. Yeah, I'll get you a copy of that. And I can uh, do some more of those, like, you know, at another time, next Christmas. <laughs> We're still yeah, around. next Christmas.
2: Maybe have a little book letters.
5: Yeah, that would be good.
2: Okay, well, talk to you later. We'll um, see you this afternoon. See you this afternoon at the house, right. Having a little Christmas tamalava. All right, let's play some music. And, well, no, we've been playing music, so <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> we got the workplace silica rule, huh? Labor year in review. I have a couple of these. One of them is uh, from Labor Notes. Let's just check this over. If there's one lesson Labor can draw from the events of 2017, it's this. To survive and grow in the face of a nationally courted employer offensive. We'll have to use the attacks against us as organizing opportunities. This person from Labornote says. Everywhere you look, workers are either on the defensive or just plain getting crushed. Take anti-union right-to-work laws, which weaken union strength and budgets by giving workers covered by union contracts a short-term financial incent- incentive to get out of membership. The entire South now has a right to work. Such laws cover up much of Midwest and West, too, a total of 27 states. A February law put Missouri on the track to become number 28 until unionists blocked it from going into effect by collecting an astounding 310,567 signatures for repeal. Question will appear before voters on November twenty-eighth ballot. The silver lining, said Robert Schuler, forge operator and president of Local 86821 in Centralia. It's already changed the local. The dose of energy got we got by fighting it off. Got more attendance at weddings. People are asking about stuff to do. Something like this gives people hope. Look at Iowa for another example. An awful law passed in February. The state's own version of Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker's notorious anti-union act. 10 Defangs public sector collective bargaining. Requires unions to win a reauthorization every contract cycle. Iowa unions are so far gamely clearing the hurdles. This fall saw the first two rounds of elections where 462 of 494 affected locals won their recertification votes. 500 people voted to stay union. 651 against. So again, it's a it's an organizing process. People have to get out and be face to face and have conversations with people. A lot of people who uh, a lot of people who might be might think that it's a short term. Aim for them not to be paying union dues. need to be reminded of all the things collective bargaining has gotten for them. They need to be reminded that without union membership, they have no control at all over what the union does. If they were members, they might get start going to the meetings. Unions at this level are quite democratic. You can go to for example, in UESF, you can go to a, a board meeting and voice get get your chance to voice your opinion. Um, okay. Now this this is another one about labor this year's labor. Um, the New York City Fair Scheduling Ordinance was part of a comprehensive labor law passed in May. This is a big thing now among especially among fast food workers and, and low wage workers. That anyway, it's one that, that'll be passed by the It was passed by the City Council in May, and it allows employees to make voluntary contributions from their paychecks to a qualified nonprofit to provide services and advocacy on their behalf. Workers in the private sector continue to organize. Even where there are notable successes, there are also challenges related to how badly any Republican president can damage the legal paths to justice for workers. Responding to tumultuous changes in their industry, journalists and other content producers from major media companies have been organizing at a rapid fire pace. Journalists at Salon, The Intercept, Thrillist and Vox Video writers at Vice and editorial producers at MTV News all organized with the Writers Guild of America East this year. Meanwhile, the reporters of the Los Angeles Times, among a bastion of anti-unionism, organized with the News Guild. Ooh, Organizing at the Times. the cause of a celebrated series of events in the early 1900s <sighs> but in a move that threatened to chill this organizing heat wave billionaire Joe Ricketts abruptly shut down his Gothamist and DNA info news info news networks days after workers prevailed in an NLRB election This move is perhaps the starkest example of how our labor relations system is broken beyond repair and why new models of worker representation are needed. All right, let's take a listen now at Radio Labor. Weekly Labor Review.
6: This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour.
5: This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, December 22nd, 2017. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the European Court of Justice rules that Uber is a transportation company, not just an app. Labor supports the rights of millions of migrants and the Labor Start report about union events around the world. This is Radio Labor.
2: Forget about radio labor for the time being. And uh, listen to some songs. Here's Alan Ginsberg.
1: I don't like the government where I live. I don't like dictatorship of the rich. I don't like bureaucrats telling me what to eat. I
2: okay. Looks like nothing, nothing all is gonna work.
5: <laughs>
2: Dead air. <laughs> Dead air. Now let's look at the labor beat here. Radio labor. Okay. So this is the B and this is labor and love radio and we're wondering what happened to all our all our music okay i don't even have my backup Miles Davis tape, even though it says it's here, CD one. Okay, let's put on some music here.
7: The, the, on a oh, yeah. the, the on a final BG.
4: end BG. Must shatter Just like the glass oh, I do The, music set and, uh, the I M- M- M-
2: Talking about the VD when, when
4: his
8: sadness becomes
2: come to pass. sort of an unsung group of workers that have developed over the last 20 years and a group of without, without a lot of skilled workers, all different. Unorganized. So, if you got any idea about how to organize white collar workers at the big computer company, Santa Clara, and he would have
4: stayed you home. Know, down there who uses all um, is the power to do evil? For that, even. but so long.
2: solidarity forever in our notes about Ralph Chapman. Very well That man
4: who right will, will Hears he fingers a <laughs> cheat, And who lies with every breath <laughs> Who passionately Hates his life And likewise feeds his You know they just don't care I can't take the smell, can't take the noise Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice Rats in the front room, roaches in the back Is in the alley with the baseball bat I tried to get away but I couldn't get far Cause a man with the tow possessed repossessed my car Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge I'm trying not to lose my head <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It makes me wonder how I keep from going under Standing on the front stoop, hanging out the window Watching all the cars go by, roaring as the breeze blow. A crazy lady, living in a bag Eating out of garbage pails, used to be a fag hag Such a dance tango, skip the life and dango. A sitcom princess seemed to lost her senses Down at the peep show, watching all the creeps So she could tell the stories to the girls back home She went to the city and got so, so it. She had to get a pimp. she couldn't make it on her own Don't push me, cause I'm close to the edge
9: Cause the teacher's a jerk, he must think I'm a fool And all the kids smoke reefer, I think it'd be cheaper If I just got a job, learn to be a street sweeper I dance to the beat, shut for my feet Wear a shirt and tie and run with the creeps Cause it's all about money, ain't a damn thing funny You got to have a con in this land of milk and honey They pushed that girl in front of the train Took until to the doctor, sewed the arm on the game. Stabbed that man right in his heart
4: burglars, gamblers, pickpocket peddlers, even panhandlers. You say I'm cool, I'm no fool, but then you wind up dropping out of high school. Now you're unemployed, all non-void, walking around like your pretty boy Floyd. Turn stick up, kid, but look what you done did. Got sent up for an eight-year bid. Now your manhood is took and you're a make tag. Spend the next two years as an undercover fag being used and abused to serve like hell to one day. You was found hung dead in a cell. It was plain to see that your life was lost. You was Cowboy, what's man. Up, yo, what's up, money? Yo. Ow. Ah, hey, where's Bill and Raheem at, man? Hey, upstairs, coolin' out. So. so what's up for the night, y'all? Yo, we
8: can go down to the field,
4: man. Go so check out Juba, man. Hey, yo, you know that girl Betty? Yeah, man. My mom's got rods, man. Not yeah. She got hurt fast.
1: 1942 I was a member of a good platoon. We were on maneuvers in Louisiana one night by the light of the moon. The captain told us to ford a river. That's how it all begun. We were knee-deep in the big muddy, the big fool said to push on. sergeant said, sir, are you sure this is the best way back to the base? Sergeant, go on, I forded this river about a mile above this place. It'll be a little soggy, but just keep slogging, we'll soon be on dry ground. We were waist deep in the big muddy, the big fool said to push on. Well, the sergeant said, sir, with all this equipment, no man will be able to swim sergeant don't be nervous nelly the captain said to him all we need is a little determination men follow me i'll lead on were neck deep in the big muddy the big fool said to push on well all at once the moon clouded over we heard a gurgling cry a few seconds later the captain's helmet was all that floated by the sergeant said turn around men I'm in charge from now on and we just made it out of the big muddy with the captain dead and gone we stripped and dived and found his body stuck in the old quicksand i guess he didn't know that the water was deeper than the place he'd once before been another stream had joined the big muddy about a half mile from where we'd gone we were lucky to escape from the big muddy when the big fools had to push on well i'm not going to point any moral i'll leave that for yourself Maybe you're still walking, you're still talking. You'd like to keep your health, but every time I read the paper, them old feelings come on. We're waist deep in the big muddy. The big fool says to push on. Waist deep. Neck deep, soon even a tall man will be over his head, where waist deep, big, big muddy, the big fool says to push on. Pete Seeger
2: and the Big Muddy. Of course you know it's not about the big muddy it's not about a river is it it's about U.S. involvement in Vietnam uh when it became obvious to everyone that the war was was not a war a winnable war it's the kind of war that we were ill prepared to fight and we shouldn't have fought it anyway um Sieger used the comparison of people walking across a river that's getting deeper and deeper and deeper and they keep on going for that we played a uh, grandmaster flash was kind of the original hip-hop protest song excellent song about life about everyday life and before that, we had the Dylan song sung by Taj Mahal, I pity the poor immigrant who wishes he were dead, who falls in love with wealth itself and turns his back on me. Our Native Americans singing about whites. Working class history, I'm here on the working class history website, Let's see what has gone on. During the Christmas season in 1974, the radical Darvish... The radical uh, Danish Solgnen and theater group held several days of events dressed as Santas, culminating in a near riot in a Copenhagen department store. Against the background of an unemployment crisis, groups of Santas went around on roller skates. Others attacked state buildings with pitchforks. Others visited the elderly in nursing homes and visited children in schools and passed out people's history books, the events climaxed when the Santa Claus army entered the Magasian department store and began passing out gifts from the store's shelves for free to shoppers saying Merry Christmas, today no one has to pay. They justified their actions saying they were returning gifts to the workers who had made them. Imagine that. (laughs) When police arrived and began arresting the Santas, the children who had been watching started crying. Christmas. They say they've got some more Christmas stories too. Let's see. Christmas Eve Massacre, short history of the biggest mass murder in Michigan history. In July 1913, over 7,000 miles struck, miners struck the CNH Copper Mining Company in Calumet, Michigan. They wanted pay raises and end to child labor and safer conditions including an end to one man drill operations as well as support beams in the mines, which mine owners didn't want because support beams were costly. But miners caught killed in the cave ins, quote unquote, do not cost us anything. So the miners rented a uh, a Christmas party for kids. 500 children and 200 adults showed up. Calumet's Italian Hall. As darkness fell, some people began to go home to their family celebrations. Some of the children gathered around the stage as presents were passed out. For many, it would be the only gift they'd received that year. In the middle of the festive celebration, a man wearing a badge labeled Citizens Alliance, an anti strike group, opened the door of the bottom of the staircase and yelled, Fire! Here's Woody Guthrie. Let's see if we've got Woody going on here.
1: You ask about work and you ask about pay, they'll tell you they make
2: less than a dollar a day. No, I'm not getting Woody either. So let's leave that for another time. Labor history. 72, 73 people, including 50 children, 60 children, most of them Finnish migrants, died. A 2.5 year old kid died. Couples who yelled into the hall that day did not to start the tragedy were never identified, but it is widely suspected that it was allies of mine management or the owners who did it to disrupt the miners' party. Nobody was ever prosec- prosecuted or even arrested for causing the massacre. It is always thus. Those with money and power control the narrative, silence the truth, and thwart justice. Partly because a lot of miners left Calumet behind after this tragedy, the strike didn't achieve its demands. However, it was considered a turning point for Union strength in Mission's copper country. okay Let's see what else we got on working-class history from the, the radical Santas John Malakas a Polish Jewish-born novelist and former stateless person died at age 90 on the 22nd of December in 1998. he went to fight the fascists in the spanish civil war but had to flee after being arrested by the russian secret police and was nearly killed he subsequently became a libertarian communist with council communist leanings and traveled around the world at one point hosting the french writer albert camus On December 22nd, 1942, Brazilian Revolutionary Worker and Feminist Esperterina Martins died aged 39 from complications after a premature birth. And we already spoke about Kenneth Rexroth, sort of the Dean of the uh, Movement. He was called the father of the beat movement. Uh, I think that that was not accurate, even though Rexroth was a very up-to-date critic. Uh, Rexroth, you know, listened to listened to jazz, listened to new jazz. Wrote about the uh, an essay about the similarities between Dylan Thomas and uh, Charlie Parker uh always at kind of at the forefront of the cultural scene all right let's play some music
8: a bullet from the back of the bush took medgar ever's blood A finger fired the trigger to his name hey handle it out in the dark a hand set the spark this refers Two to the aim. racist
2: the racist people who are brain. being used in the battle against but but he you
8: can't be blamed. He's only a pawn in their game. A South politician preaches to the poor white man you got more than the black. is used it is plain for the politician's game as he rises to fame and the poor white remains on the caboose of the train but it ain't him to blame he's only a pawn in their game the deputy sheriff's The soldiers, the governors, get paid And the marshals and the cops get the same But the poor white man's used in the hands of them all like a tool He's taught in his school From the start by the rule that the laws are with him To protect his white skin To keep up his hate So we never think straight About the shape that he's in But it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in their game From the poverty shacks He looks from the cracks to the tracks And the hoofbeats pound in his brain He's taught how to walk in a pack Shoot in the back with his fist in a clench To hang and to lynch To hide neath the hood To kill with no pain Like a dog on a chain He ain't got no name But it ain't him to blame He's only a pawn in their game Today, Medgar Evers was buried from the bullet he caught gun he'll see by his grave on the stone that remains carved next to his name his epitaph plain only upon
7: Spinning faster And getting larger All the time A whirlpool spell disaster For all the people Who don't rhyme. Him who don't fit Through the needles I, 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 Him who just don't understand Understand of time You may go and stand alone now And leave the hate and fear behind All the millions spent for killing Seems the whole world must be dying All the children who go hungry How much food we could be buying Him who don't fit through the needle's eye Him who just don't understand Understand behind People wake up every morning And simply push their lives aside They seem to carry all their feelings Crushed and crumbled my father. Many questions on my mind, but he didn't want to answer me. God, the whole world must be blind. Him who don't fit through the needle's eye, you may someday go in A brand new sense of
10: President, come take a walk with me me. Let's pretend we're just two people and you're not better than me I'd like to ask you some questions if we can speak honestly what do you feel when you see all the homeless on the street who do you pray for at night before you go to sleep what do you feel when you look in the mirror are you proud My mother has no chance to say goodbye And president, were you a lonely boy? Are you a lonely boy? How can you say no child is left behind? We're not dumb and we're not blind. They're all sitting in your cells while you pave the road to hell. What kind of father would take his own daughter's rights away? And what kind of father might hate his own daughter if she were gay? I can only imagine what the first lady has to say. You've come a long way. president you'd never take a walk with me would you?
8: many years ago I was a sinful girl I never
0: lie. Please read me. Not much conversation.
8: i never knew reality i never tried Too long. I'll stay if you will see me.
2: love around 11:30 hour I want to think about it have you think about a couple of things. Let, let, let's go through the, um, the set first. The last one was please read me by the one of the latest inductees into the uh, National Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Nina Simone rock and roll. Soul, Simone was uh, a person who was so angry and so uh, what's the word? She she couldn't stand the social system that was here. She couldn't stand the constant kind of reminder of being a second second person Uh, she had a couple of bouts with uh, insanity pulled a gun on a guy in a uh, in a shoe store shot it shot a gun at an agent who owed her money Uh, it was kind of like segregation and Jim Crow and race in America drove her mad like donny hathaway hathaway jumped out of a uh, a high window down to the street and he had been haunted by feelings that white people wanted to kill him now where would that where could you ever get that idea in the u.s Gil Scott Heron, the needle's eye, discussing the ancient, ancient no biblical charge in the Gospels that it's harder for a rich man to enter through the enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to pass through the a needle's eye. Pink was before that. We've been playing it quite a bit lately. It's so eloquent in. Uh, speaking to the president to get him to look and see what, what kind of world some people are forced to live in. And then, Pawn in Their Game, Robbie Robinson version of a Dylan song about poor white racists in the South, a pawn in their game only a pawn in their game. The two things I wanted to get at were by, one, one of them was a poem by a young Chicana uh, named um, Vida Ramirez. I happen to know Vida Ramirez really well. She's a poet, um, a celebrated poet, online, very popular. This is a poem she wrote, and I've asked, like everything, to get her to come on, come on the show. But uh, so far, she hasn't. I'd like her to come and read this herself. Here's how it goes. I hold on to my roots. Because I love you, I hold on. With chile colorado on my plate, chocolate mexicano in my cup, I hold on. Salsa de molcateje, molcajete, taco de nopal, I hold on. Tostada de aguacate, rich spicy mole, I hold on. Indigenous names, Indigenous flavors, I hold on. Passing down our cultura, I hold on. As a brown mother, teacher of my young, I hold on. Because I want you to love who you are, I hold on. And I know one day when you're grown, you'll hold on. And so too with your young, will hold on. Vida Nayeli. About that poem, as I say, uh, Chicano woman with four kids, uh, who I know. So I'm going to try to persuade her to come on to the show and read that, and perhaps other poems on the show. Here's one from the Democratic Socialists of Los Angeles. Today's today's secret word: the word. So you're just not that into politics. Well, your boss is. Your landlord is. Your insurance company is. And every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent and deny you coverage. It's time to get into politics. Let's read that one again. So you're just not that into politics. How oh, nice. Well your boss is into politics and your landlord is into politics and your insurance company is into politics and every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent and deny you coverage. time to get into politics here here and as we say if you don't stand up you'll be counted as standing up for sitting down let's read that poem again read a poem Let's see. Just had it. I think this is it. Vida en Ramirez. I hold on to my roots. Because I love you, I hold on. With chile colorado on my plate and chocolate mexicano in my cup, I hold on. Salsa de mocajete, taco de nopal, I hold on. Tostada de aguacate, rich spicy mole, I hold on. Indigenous names, indigenous flavors, I hold on. Passing down our cultura, I hold on. As a brown mother, teacher of my young, I hold on. Because I want you to love who you are, I hold on. And I know one day when you're grown, you'll hold on. And so too, your young will hold on. By Vida Maeli 2017. Hold on. This reminds me of a statement by a young uh, anthropologist who lived for years in Mexico and talked about the arrival of the Spanish and the war that the Spanish started in order to gain in order to gain um, hold of Mexico and of her riches. And the young man said, well, you know that war that started when the Spanish first arrived? Well, that war is still going on. As mentioned, as indicated in That beautiful poem, I Hold On Okay, I think we got time for Not much else Oakland workers Some 2,000 Oakland city workers Represented by Service Employees International Union Local 1021 went on strike for a week in early December to defend decent working-class living standards in a region that's becoming a playground for the well-to-do, as we might say about the entire Bay Area. City workers are getting treated unfairly, says Local 1021 member Duvon, who has been on the job for 15 years the city collects business and rent taxes. Oakland is one of the most expensive cities in the country, but they don't want to give back to people who get out there and make it happen. You know, the workers. The 1020 membership is quite varied in working conditions, hours per week, and pay. Workers run the gamut from seasonal park activity staff to road maintenance crews parking enforcement, building inspectors, emergency dispatchers and librarians so that situation goes on they are uh, in negotiations we'll have to see how that develops city workers it's a phenomenon all over the Bay Area Uh, San Francisco teachers have brought up the issue as well We can't afford to live where we work. All right. We played our our Nina set last night. How about Jenny Rivera? Long Beach, California.
6: No estoy pidiendo joyas, ni pieles, ni palacios, ni quiero que me alfombre las calles al pasar. Tampoco es que yo exija ni tierras, ni riquezas que está recibiendo me gusta regalar tan solo estoy pidiendo sentirme bien amada que me amen como yo amo con fuego y con pasión. ojalá comprendiera que estoy desesperada buscando quien se entregue como me entrego yo
2: How do you get to Harlem? Well, you take the A train. Edward Kennedy Ellington. For that, Jenny Rivera, that daughter of Long Beach, California, with her hit, Simplemente Mujer, just a woman, ni princesa ni esclava, not a princess, not a slave, Simplemente Mujer. Go out here with Utah Phillips and Annie DeFranco. This has been the B, Bee, and the show is Labor and Love Radio. As always, you're welcome. Hope you have a good week.
11: on the other side of Puget Sound. Little tiny house, little bitty kitchen. He was a Norwegian immigrant. Gave all of his life to the logging and and to the union. He carried his red card in the union every working day of his life. We sat in that little kitchen and he told me the story of the Spokane Free Speech Fight, 1910. I, I would not attempt to duplicate that rumbling baritone voice or that Norwegian accent, but... Is the story the way he told it he said, Oh, they boomed into Spokane and towns all over the West looking for work in the in the silver mines up in the court or or in the logging camps or in the wheat harvest, the 110 cats, the great wheatlands that flow away south of Spokane called the Palouse. Well you jungle up in the flops, uh wait for the weather to break, and uh and then you go down on the street on Trent Avenue. And there were these rows of little shops called labor sharks. Well, labor sharks hold jobs. You'd give a labor shark four dollars and it entitled you to a job, uh, say, putting down a new mine shaft up in the Coeur d'Alene. Well, you'd boom up there to that job, burning up your road stake as you went. you get up there work a month, get paid, and then fired. Why? Because the, the foreman on the job was splitting the labor fees with the shark in town crooked as hell. They called it "petrol motion, where you had one job, one worker going to the job, one worker on the job, one worker coming back to buy another damn job. Well, he said that the, the union, the Wobblies, IWW, they came into those towns all over the West in Spokane and uh, to build union hiring halls to control the conditions of their labor. Well, the one in Missoula, Montana, was burned down. The one in Spokane was torn down by the law. So the Wobblies went down on the street and they put up soap boxes. and they'd get up on the soapbox and start windmilling, street speaking, exhorting, and they'd always set up right across the street from the Starvation Army, be over there Bible banging and Jesus preached and telling these working folks that to give what they had to, uh, to Jesus, to get pie in the sky by and by, my, my, that's a lie. Well, they were good at it. People flocked across the street to join a fighting union which offers a more immediate form of salvation than the standard garden variety. Scared the tar out of the city and out of the bosses, so they passed an ordinance against free speech. Against speaking openly on the street. Applied to everybody except the Salvation Army. Now that's intolerable. We all know that the state can't give you free speech and the state can't take it away. You're born with it, like your eyes, like your ears. We all understand that. Like old Campbell said, freedom is something you assume. Then you wait for somebody to try to take it away from you. The degree to which you resist is the degree to which you are free. So they said, okay, we're going to resist. They sent out a call to anybody cut loose from a job in the whole territory. They flooded into town on the freight trains, filled it up, but that soapbox up on Trent Avenue in defiance of the law. Built a line four blocks down and four blocks up and every one of those booming workers took their turn up on that soapbox. Had time enough to say fellow workers, they got arrested. Well, that was the idea, of course, to fill the jails. The Finnish workers, they were the tough ones. The fin- Finnish immigrants were socialists when they got here. The Finnish worker learned enough English to be able to say, fellow workers, and if the cop wasn't right there, i would say, where's that damn cop? <laughs> well, they filled the city jail, filled the county jail, filled the, the sports arena, all the high school gyms, grade school gyms, every square inch of public space was full of busted boomers. But then the city had to feed them. The tax burden was enormous. And the taxpayers balked and said, we're not gonna spend our hard-earned loot to feed that bunch of grimy grippers down in the slammer. So they had to change the ordinance and they won and it didn't take any ballot boxes and it didn't take any political parties it's called direct action and comes to us highly recommended that was uh utah phillips
2: storytelling in his inimical fashion let's go out with beethoven's great vision Labor and Love Show. We're wishing you happiest holidays. Get together with people. Eat, drink, be merry. Have a good time. Stay warm. And remember, if one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get, remember, if you're not, if you don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work, you're probably on the menu. Never, but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor. And when I say labor, I mean you. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Have a merry holiday.